It is Friday, July 14th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. I am your host, Chris Rose. Producer Dan along for the ride as well. But Trevor Plouffe is up in Oakland calling the A's Twin Series. So we needed somebody to fill in. And look who it is. An active major leaguer, the Kansas City Royals first baseman, our one and only co-host from the Chris Rose rotation, Vinny Pasquantino. Holy smokes, welcome. Yeah, thank you. I'm pumped to be here. Yeah, Ploof can go call games. I don't have anything else to do, which is perfect for this. So I got time. And we're here today talking about baseball, not just about me. It's not It's not you interviewing me. What a time. I know. This is great. We're looking forward to it. You even decorated your abode in Kansas City. Um, yeah, what do we got there? What are those bobbleheads? Here's a bobblehead of... Uh, it's a half Pasquatch, half me. And then over here, we've got Nikki Lopez and myself. And then behind me, I have a bat of mine. So it's all my stuff. I don't have stuff from other people that is in Kansas City. All my memorabilia from other people is in Nashville right now. So I had nothing to decorate other than my own selfish stuff. Okay. That's not being selfish. It's, we appreciate you attempting to decorate the room. Give you know, it a I've shot. got 50 bobbleheads in front of me. You've got two bobbleheads behind you. and a Technically, I have 48 more in my closet. I could have just put oh. 48 of all of the same one behind me. That would have been good. Now, that would have been great. Yeah. Hey, next week, you're going to rejoin us. And That's so right. maybe I'm not telling you what to do. It's just a possibility out there. Yeah. All right. This is going to be a ton of fun. My man was prepping last night. I said, hey, listen, we've got an awesome intern named Alden. If you need help with research, what did you type back to me? I wanted to do it on my own. Give it a shot. Okay. I love that. I love that. Uh, before we get going, a quick tip of the cap to another Rose Rotation co-host, Lucas Giolito. Happy 29th birthday, uh, as I'm sure he will be on the move some point soon. That'll be the baseball's birthday gift to him. He'll get to pitch in meaningful games in September. So, uh, Lucas, happy birthday. By the way, didn't you take Lucas deep earlier this year? Yeah, but he's also got me a few times, so we're even. Yeah, but we're not talking about that today. You're on yeah. the show. He's not. Yeah. There. Okay. That's right. Happy All birthday. All right. So here we go. Uh, second half, the unofficial second half, because we're way past the 81 game mark, uh, gets underway starting today. Bunch of really, really good series, three of which in which both teams are actually holding playoff spots right now. Diamondbacks at the Jays, Marlins at the Orioles, Guardians at the Rangers. Then there's another one involving the top two teams in the NL Central going at it. Uh, Milwaukee, which is trailing Cincinnati, is in the Queen City for a three-game set. Which of those four series is most interesting to you and why? Well, the most interesting one to me and their starting rotation just came out pretty much as we speak because I was doing research this morning and it wasn't out yet. But it's the Diamondbacks Blue Jays, which is now for the Toronto, it's Berrios, Gosman, Kikuchi. So that's what I think is the most exciting one. Simply, really, because Arizona's tied for the lead of the NL West with the Dodgers, and they need to, uh, you know, keep going. They uh, they had a really good first half, or a little bit more than first half, but the Dodgers are the Dodgers, so anytime they can create space, that'd be great. And then Toronto, they're seven games back of their division, and they're, they're a game up in the wild card now, so it's a big series for them to try to get more space in front of the Yankees to create that room. So for me, that's the most, you know, that one jumped off the page for me. Yeah, actually, you and I are kind of along the same thought pattern here, in part because the Diamondbacks struggled the last week and a half um, of the first half. They dropped seven of their last 11, and this actually jumpstarts a really, really tough uh, road trip to begin the second half. After Toronto, they visit Atlanta, the best team in baseball. 
Then they head to Cincinnati, who, of course, has been red hot the last two months of the year. Um, and there's always a team or two, Vinny, in the first half. It's a lot like a guy that makes the all-star team. Awesome first half and then takes a crap in the second half. And you're like, wait, how is that person an all-star? How is that team any good in the first half? I'm really curious to see if that's the Arizona Diamondbacks because I think they have to make a bunch of moves at the back end of their rotation and in their bullpen if they're going to stick with the Dodgers in the NOS. Yeah, just from seeing uh, seeing them play this year, if they could solidify back into that bullpen, they'd be incredible. Um, you've got a top half of the rotation with Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly. That's incredible. And then if they could fill in a piece or two there and then their bullpen, if they could load that up at the deadline – you're in a really good spot as an Arizona Diamondbacks fan. How how good's their lineup? Solid lineup. Um, obviously, Evan Longoria is in the lineup, so just great. But uh, <laughs> yeah, with with Corbin Carroll doing what he's doing, they've got a bunch of speed, which puts a lot of pressure on people, and they're able to find a way to score runs, which is you know it's tough to they're they're a really tough team to defend against because if anybody gets on base, they're they're moving all the time. And I look at Toronto. I actually just got done doing a radio show up there. And they were asking about my thoughts on the Blue Jays. I think out of all the American League teams, and, and I said on Talking Baseball this week, that I didn't think there was a bona fide, clear-cut team in the American League to go and chase. That they're as solid as any team, meaning I don't think they have to make a ton of moves before the trade deadline. They've got Ryu coming back. We'll see about Manoa, if he's able to contribute here in the second half. Maybe they add a bullpen arm, but they've got a good all-star closer. It's just their their everyday lineup has to perform better. It's not like you're trying to upgrade at first base for Vlad. He just has to play better. Bichette had an amazing first half. Springer's got to be a little bit more consistent. They got a great first half out of Kiermaier. Their catching position, I think they need more out of that because I think there's more to give between Kirk and Jansen. But it feels like that's a pretty complete team. Yeah, I mean they're fifty and forty-one, so we're we're nitpicking a team that's nine games over five hundred. They're just in the best division in the sport, so it's you know if they were in the central, they'd be winning by seven games or so. Um, Let's not do that. We're not so, doing that bullshit. We don't so, do that. We don't move teams around here, Ben. I I agree, but they're also nine games above five hundred, and they're on pace to be what fourteen games above five hundred, which is typically a playoff team. So it's tough to it's tough to argue with what they've done other than that they're in a really tough division. They just obviously you can't change your division, so you have to be better. So yeah, I think the only Wouldn't thing that be you can great really, though. Yeah. Wouldn't that be fun <laughs> if you could change divisions mid season? Yeah, they just they rank it based off how good you are and you move into different divisions. That'd be uh that'd be a, a interesting thing to do. But I do think at some point they might just go to a full conference. Um, or a full league instead of divisions, really? especially if if two teams get added, because it would kind of, you know, it would make things more not necessarily even, but it would put it in a spot where it's like hockey and basketball, where the winners of the divisions get in, but then it's seed after that. I believe that's how they do it over there. Yeah, that is. Um, that is. So I think that's a little bit not necessarily better, but there are three wild card teams now, so it's you know, there's a lot of teams that can get into the postseason. Your new commissioner of baseball, Vinny Pasquantino, everybody. Send your complaints and concerns and suggestions to him in his inbox. All right, uh, let's move on. Give me a team that's out of the playoff picture as of right now, but will go on a run to make it interesting by the trade deadline and make their GM squirm. Yeah, I think it's going to be Seattle, um, which I think the obvious answer would be San Diego because they're 
be playing a little bit better, but I wanted to go Seattle because their start starting rotation is nails. Their bullpen's good. And every single qualified hitter that they have has underperformed what they should have done in the first half. Every single one, other than I believe JP Crawford's batting average is a little bit better than what the expected batting average would be. So I think they're only four games out of the wild card right now. I think they're going to make a make a quick run and then make things interesting um, come the deadline. Have you faced Castillo, Kirby, I've Gilbert? Castillo and Gilbert and Marco Gonzalez. Um, I don't – I think we missed Kirby last year when we faced him. But the one thing that their starting rotation does is they don't walk anybody. So you have to beat them. They have the lowest walk rate in baseball. So every time you're facing them, you know you got to swing. Um, you got to go up there looking for something good to hit because they're not going to just put you on base. Well, I know that they they lost – they beat Toronto last year in the wild card round. Then they got swept by the Astros. But in a couple of games that were flat-out unbelievable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan hit the bomb in, to win game one in their massive comeback. And then game three was an 18-inning, one nothing game. So that's a series that easily could have gone the other way. That is a – remarkably dangerous squad particularly with that pitching if you go Castillo Gilbert one uh Castillo and Kirby one two Mm -hmm. and then depending on who's hot to throw game three look out they've got options and that's what you pretty much ask for it's like it's it's a good problem to have is that you're not sure who's going to start game three so if they can just sneak in they're one of those teams where it's like hey that's not a matchup that you're really looking forward to for me um I know they're a big market team and they're pretty popular and all sorts of stuff, but I thought they had an outstanding first half, even though they're last in their division. And that's the Boston Red Sox. Uh, They won eight of nine before the break. Um, All of a sudden they're back in this thing. They're only two games out of the wild card chase. Uh, Bayo, who I think he goes tonight has been fantastic. He's gone at least six innings in every start since June. Uh, Duran has been really good lately. Justin Turner, people were like, oh, he might be too. He's definitely not too old. He can still swing it. Yoshida had an amazing first half. I have no idea why he wasn't in the All-Star game. And they've done all this without their best hitter doing squat. Rafael Devers has been okay. He certainly hasn't been the $300 million man that he was before the season started. So if they get him close to where he was, they're a team that could take off. Now, I know that they still got a ton of starting pitching issues with the injuries and everything else. But it wouldn't surprise me if they try and add something, maybe to get to the point where Chris Sale comes back and does something for them, and all of a sudden they, they're like, screw it, let's try to get in the wild card, and who knows, with a veteran team, what you can do then. Yeah, it's they're an interesting team because it's kind of like the Toronto problem where we can't, but if they were in another spot, they're, you know, they're another team that's in the playoff hunt. So... For Boston, you would hope they'd make a move because it's more exciting, especially when like Boston and New York are going at it. It's always, you know, mm-hmm. kind of the epitome of the sport. So is it though? Hold on. Can I ask you that? Because I'm kind of I lived through some of the best times of Boston, New York, right? At the beginning of this century, uh, when they were going back to back ALCSs, right? Booney taking Wakefield deep and then coming back from 3-0 and we had that. Some of the great history of this sport. Now when they play, I'm just like, uh, okay, whatever. I don't do do you get into it? Because you grew up a Yankee fan. Well, I think the emergence of the Rays, especially, has kind of taken away from it because it's not just kind of two powerhouse teams going after each other. That whole division Mm -hmm. 
is a monster. So I don't think there's enough time for there to be a huge rivalry there because you got to worry about the other teams too. It's not just Yankees and Red Sox at the top of the division. Neither of them are at the top of the division right now. So I think like kind of going back to the, their records is the schedule change this year has really showed how good the AL East is because they're not beating, beating each other up so much. So all these teams, you know, they got a bunch of guys and, and they're not, they're not just beating each other up. So they've all got pretty good records and they're all kind of sneakily in the hunt right now. And we'll see what happens over the next few weeks. Good use of the word sneakily. Thank you. Like it. You get a bonus point for that. Vin. Thank you. Good job. Hey, I want to welcome everybody to the world of sports cards reimagined. Uh, whether you're a brand new collector or have shoe boxes full of cards in your attic, the Sports Card Investor app will completely change the way that you buy, sell, and collect. You can jumpstart your collection by finding the best prices on cards of your favorite players, helping you build a one-of-a-kind collection, save some dough on the way as well. Easily track the value of your favorite cards, find the best prices with eBay deals, see which players are on the rise, all from the palm of your hand. So just like I'm checking the stocks every day, you can check your sports card collection with the touch of a button. And with up-to-date sales data of over 2 million cards, you know exactly what your collection is worth when to buy and sell. It is available for free in Google Play and the App Store. Reimagine how you collect and download the Sports Card Investor app today. And if I did that and checked in on my Vinny Pasquantino card collection, I would be a trillionaire. Do you have your own sports? Do you have your own cards lying around the yeah. house? I have a few. I don't know where they are right now. I'm not a massive card guy. I don't understand enough about cards. To, like, I don't get why they're valuable, to be honest, um, mm -hmm. because it's a card. But like, I understand people collect things and that adds value in them because other people want them. But that's all I really know about them. But I have a few cards. I'm trying to collect every one that I get just, you know, to show my kids one day. They're like, hey, I played baseball once upon a time and they made cards for me. Dude, you're going to be playing until you're 45. So they're going to be at the field with you, and then they're going to be they're going to be old enough to shag. Yeah, perfect. They're building a statue for you outside of Kauffman Stadium. That's right. Okay. By the way, you were when you were looking around, I thought maybe you were going to ask Ryan where my baseball cards are because that's how you communicate around the house. No, Ryan's not here. She woke up this morning and decided because I was busy that she was going to go get her nails done. So she's uh, she's not here right now. She left me alone for a little bit. Uh, your your fiance and my wife are on the same uh, manicure pedicure schedule. Michelle has got a a nail appointment later today. Perfect. Yeah, we're on. We're in a good spot. Okay. And good. I can drive. I can drive myself again. So she don't. I don't. You know, she doesn't need to be around all the time. Feel like she needs to cater to me because I'm allowed to drive. <laughs> That's right. Your horse harness is finally off. Yeah, I can sleep without it on. It's unbelievable. Okay, I don't want to ask you to raise your arm above your head. I can't. I can't do that anyway, so. Okay. Denied. Yeah. yeah. Request denied. Okay, Um. so we're also live on AMP app Monday through Friday. Uh, if you haven't downloaded it yet on your iPhone, be a part of our John Boy Media community. It's a ton of fun. We always get some great suggestions and questions from there as well. Uh, and Mir, M-E-I-R, sorry if I pronounced it the wrong way, asked a great question the other day. It was, who wins the AL MVP if Shohei is traded to the National League? Answer that. I hope we can just give it to him anyway, because his first half was just ridiculous. Um, is there a way well, you can give There is that the, possibility, like, by the way, that he was so good in the first half, if nobody really stands out, can a guy who plays like 100 games yeah. at the award? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the leaderboards of just war right now. And uh-huh. and I know that war isn't everything, but if you just move to the next best guy, it's Kevin Gosman. So are we giving it to a pitcher who's I think he's no. set, yeah. The only way you can give it to a pitcher is if he also is the best hitter in the league, right? right. Um so so and then after that, it's like, okay, the entire Tampa offense, or can we just give the MVP to them because they've got 10 of 12 guys that are above average hitters right now? Um, no, this isn't an SB. <laughs> this isn't a group award. They're all not coming on stage for so it. So there, there's just like, I don't know. I need the second half to figure out that answer because there's just not a clear-cut winner. Okay, so give me a couple of guys that you really feel like if Shohei gets dealt to a mm-hmm. National League team, that that it is there's a path for them. Yeah, I think there's a path for Luis Robert. I think he had a really good, like, I think it was kind of a, a sneaky. horrible team? Doesn't matter. It's baseball. Doesn't matter. I don't care about that. Who was the best player? Best player doesn't always play for the best team, but that's just me personally. I know that does sort of matter to the voters. Um, Randy Rosarena's had a really good first half, but if I if I say Randy Rosarena, I have to say Wander Franco. So there's just there's like four or five guys right in that mix that somebody needs to have a fantastic second half to even come close. So Robert's numbers are fantastic. He actually has a sub 900 OPS, which would probably hurt him in the voting. His, right. his you know, his old school power numbers are sensational. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, he he has had a phenomenal year. And I am old enough to remember when Mike Trout won it when his team stunk. I am certainly old enough to remember when Andre Dawson won it. And I think I want to say like 1987 when the Cubs were a dog shit team and he won it. Um, and I think it actually happened with Cal Ripken Jr. as well one year um so there is precedent for that i think the door is open should shohei get traded to a national league team for at least two other guys because i don't think judge is coming back immediately and that would so if he's out 50 games you can't you can't say it unless he ends up hitting 40 home runs and leads the yankees to the first wild card or whatever that's a possibility but that's that's a big ask i would say Corey seager even though he has missed basically 30 games this year, as long as he stays healthy in the second half, if Texas gets to the playoffs and he is, he has had a remarkable season. Have you been in the stadium when he's played for them yet? Yeah. He actually got hurt against us on a, we were shifting him and like we did the right fielder came in towards like second base. And then we played two outfielders. He hit a ball down the left field line. It was going to be a triple and he blew out right in front of me actually. Um, and then we played them the following week and he wasn't there. And he, to be honest with you, like he is kind of that piece for them where it's like if he's in the lineup, they're a completely different team um, because he's just you have to worry about him. So, yeah, I definitely think he's got a shot. But I don't think the shift has helped anybody more um, just from like the predictions preseason to where he's actually at. And I'm not saying that to discredit anything he's doing because it's incredible what he's doing so yeah i would agree that he's definitely got a shot he plays shortstop he's on one of the best teams in the league like that gives you a little bit of a leg up when it comes to mvp voting so for his sake i hope he wins it because he's an awesome dude the other guy i would say and i'm not being a homer here yep i agree ramirez Mm -hmm. um he actually he had a really solid first half not as good as some of his other because he the guy's had a ton of top four finishes in the MVP voting, but there is such a lack of offensive talent around him. It's basically him 
and Josh Naylor, who's had a really, really good last six weeks. But other than that, nothing. Virtually yeah. no support. At least in Texas, he's got an all-star infield around him to help out Corey Seager. It's If Jose doesn't do it, that offense really stinks. Right. Yeah, well, I've seen Jose Ramirez so many times now, and he kills us. He, we finally uh, we finally kept him down a little bit last weekend where he didn't go off against us, but he's been a Royals killer uh, pretty much his entire career, so I've seen him at his absolute best, and I would agree. I think he's one of the best players in the league easily, um, and if he has a good second half, I would say he's probably a top – you know, he's a front runner to win the award because he's already put together a solid first half. If he can go off the second half – he'd be in a really good spot to win it, especially if they can make a playoff run. All right, so in one minute left on this topic, let's say Shohei gets traded at the 100-game mark but has put up this phenomenal first half. Do you think he could win the AL MVP? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, he's when you look at some of the advanced numbers, it's just ridiculous what he's, what he's doing. Um, like he's creating a new position as we speak. I know it was already kind of a thing, the two-way player, but he's making it an actual reality for people now. And that has something, that's something to be said for itself. So like if the argument is that judge can't win it because he misses 50 games, then no, Shohei can't win the AL MVP. But I do think he has a real shot, even if he gets traded to go ahead and just win that award. Be interesting. Really interesting. All right, let's do this one a little bit quicker. Uh, which one player do you hope recharged during the All-Star break after having a subpar first half? It wasn't really a subpar first half, but I think Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is about to go off. Um, somehow he's only a .4 war player via fan graphs, which is kind of hilarious because he hit .274 with like a .770, what was it, .787 OPS. But he had the ninth highest expected weighted on base in the league. So I, he's about to go on an absolute tear. Winning the home run derby is going to help him too. And he's going to put Toronto right back in position to uh, right back in a playoff race. Do you chat with him at first base? Yeah, he's a nice guy. Um, we don't talk all that much, but we've talked before and, you know, I really like him. Um, I've got a guy who was a sub war, one war player in the first half, and I couldn't believe it because his team has done amazingly well. They're the number one wild card in the National League. Sandy Alcantara. I, I have no idea what happened. Last year, an ERA plus of 176. It's 91 this year. It's 91. His ERA is over double what it was a season ago. Last year, he gave up only 16 home runs the entire season in 32 starts. He's already given up 11 in 18 of them this year. I hope that he went back, and I'm sure he did, went back and looked at all his games and compared them to 2022 when he had to it's just a sensational season. Complete games, always going deep into the game. Now they need him. Like, this is no joke anymore. For months, I was like, Marlins stink. And I still didn't even pick him to make the playoffs here at our talking, our live talking baseball event because I just don't believe in that offense. But if he's able to get to 85% of what he was last year, man, that's going to make a huge difference. They're another team kind of like Seattle where if they can get into the get into a wild card situation, you're looking at Alcantara, Perez, Lazardo. Like you're you've got to walk through some fire to get through that series. So if they can get him back, like you said, to about 85% of what he was, 
Ooh, that's a very tough matchup for any team. So yeah, that's a, I like that pick because it's like, what happened? If he can get back to anywhere or something like that, they're in a really good spot. Did you face him last year? I know you were hurt for the series this year. No, no, I, I played, I got hurt right after that series, technically. So oh. I saw Edward Cabrera, who I've never seen stuff like that before. Um, I saw, I didn't play the first day, Braxton Garrett pitched that night and then Lazardo and Lazardo made my helmet fall off on a strikeout. So, um, that was good. He quick pitched me. I was ready. I knew he had a quick pitch in, in there and I knew he throws a lot of sliders when he quick pitches, but he still got me because the stuff is phenomenal. So yeah, they're a good team. Do you need us to buy you a, a helmet chin strap like Jose Ramirez needs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, although being compared to Jose Ramirez, even though if it's about helmets falling off, I'll still take it. Good point. All right. Before we get out of here on the podcast and the YouTube side of things, um, the 2024 MLB schedule release was announced yesterday. Now, most teams didn't do the huge social media thing like we see in the NFL, which is really good. Uh, but some teams ventured out that way, including your Kansas City Royals, who simply had a scroll of all of next season's schedule, but while your buddy Pasquatch was doing a dance next to a boombox. How proud were you of your guy? Yeah, he did a great job. I'm glad to see him back in the workforce. It was a tough few weeks because he, I hadn't seen him in a while, so I'm glad to see him. Um, yeah, the, the Royals posted something like, God, what was the caption? It's like, no, I don't know. It was something kind of funny, and the fans ripped them a new one because they compared what their comment was to the on-field team this year. So I'm just glad that the video was funny because the comments were kind of brutal when it came to that because it said something like no production, all vibes, something like that. And people were just like, oh, just like the team this year. So, yeah, I was happy for Passbots to get back out there. I was happy for the fans to be able to vent a little bit because we, we're all right there with you. So, so yeah, yeah, it's just, uh, just one of those things. Have you still yet to shake hands with the actual Pasquatch, or have you spent still? No. Never been in the same room, so you don't know. You know, we don't know. So wait a second. Is it we've possible? never been We've never been in the same room together. We've been in the same stadium together, but we've never been in the same room together. So I should just leave it right here. Yeah. So that you're saying that that's half Pasquatch bobblehead behind you? Yep. Closer. I've got the legs. Oh, okay. I see it. Uh, What's that around your neck? It's to protect the bobble of the head, and I didn't want to break it, so I didn't try to take it off. So your bobblehead has a neck brace? Yeah. What are you looking at? You okay? Yeah, I'm good. I'm just making sure my security thing just went off, so I had to turn it off. You're not going to get attacked live here on YouTube, are you? That'd be pretty good content if I did. Yeah, but not not good for our friendship. Yeah, yeah that's all right. Particularly since it's kind of an unfair fight right now. You can't even lift your shoulder. I know. It'd be messed up. So, But I think we're all right. Okay, good. Hey, man, you, you nailed this. You nailed it. Thank you. I appreciate it. How'd you feel? Good? felt good about it. I need to, what I need to do next time is have my notebook that I had. So I went from notebook to Microsoft word document to type it, but I think it'd be better if I had the notebook in front of me so I could just look down to my notebook mm. instead of to the right to my computer. 
perfect balance of numbers crunching and active day analysis? Well, I tried to not players? just use Fangraphs. So I went to Baseball Reference, went to Baseball Savant, went to okay. Fangraphs, used MLB.com. I tried not to be too one-sided with everything, so I gave it a shot. Okay. I'm just telling you, Ploof's, the first thing Ploof's going to do when he sees it out on YouTube is check all the comments about how people are going to want Vinny, and then Ploof's going to cry to me about how everybody hates him on baseball today. I'm going to be like, listen, Captain Sensitive, that's not it. They, they can like more than one flavor of ice cream, okay? You should feel good for the brand. Hey, if they're hating you, at least you're getting a reaction. That's, uh, you know, that's good. Getting a reaction is better than no reaction. That's, that's right. The Skip Bayless. Uh, Somebody has to be a heel. Yeah. Great call. All right. Uh, you're going to join us again next Thursday on this show as well, right? That's right. I'll be here. That was awesome. Awesome. For our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, and the ever-talented, even though he can't lift his arm above his shoulder, Vinny Pasquantino, I am Chris Rose. We will see you Monday here on Baseball Today.